Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 370. Can you believe it? We were already talking about how episode 400, barring no interruptions, is going to land probably on like February 29th. So it's a leap year. Uh, and so it's going to land on the 29th day of February, which is pretty wild, you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, almost we're creeping up on 400 episodes. You know, I bet you we've done 400 adding in our teaching series that we've done. We've probably done over 400. So that's that's super crazy. Uh, today is Thursday. Uh, I'm still in December. I almost said December again. I said it the other day, too. January 18th, 2024. Fun fact, today is my brother-in-law, Michael's birthday. Happy birthday, Michael. Everybody say happy birthday, Michael. Um, so guys, I'm super excited about today's show. Um, we got a great, great word, great topics, great guest. Um, I know you guys love, love Joel. Just a reminder to everybody that Rumble now has playlists, so we have all of our teaching series put together in their respective playlists on Rumble. So I know you guys like to share them around. Just a reminder, I'm going to keep reminding you guys for the next however many episodes uh, that we have playlists back on Rumble. Um, so please check those out. Also, make sure to follow us on Spotify. Follow the Elijah Fire podcast there. Give us an honest review. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. All of that fantastic stuff. I also want to point out that on Monday, this upcoming Monday, that's going to be the 22nd, we are going to be trying a trial run. We talked about it afterwards and decided it's probably best to do a trial run. Um, we're going to be streaming to five glorious locations, not three. So we're going to be adding Instagram and TikTok to the mix. Still streaming at the same time, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. But we're going to try two weeks because there's a little bit more involved in integrating them into StreamYard, and we want to make sure that it's sustainable. So um, please bear with us. Also, if we have little whoopsie-doos and hiccups, uh, we're trying out new, new things, trying to add more stuff. So yes, we lost YouTube, but we, uh, yeah, pray for us too. Elimination says, yes, definitely, especially pray for us. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. You know, yeah, we lost YouTube, but um, the future is bright and I'm excited about what Lord is going to do and no tech overlords are going to squash what God is purposing. Amen. Amen. So um, starting on Monday, that's our tentative start date of a two week trial of having Instagram and TikTok. So if Instagram, TikTok are the main place that you hang out, well, guess what? Now you can watch or listen to Elijah Fire at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time during that two-week window. So very excited. Uh, and yeah, pray for us, please. All right, uh, guys, my guest today, he is a worship leader. He is evangelist with passion for days. He's also the co-founder of California Will Be Saved. You know him. You love him. Let's give it up for Joel Mott. Joel Mott, welcome back. Hello, everybody. Yeah, Good to welcome, be back. Welcome to Elijah Fire 2024, bro. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's, it's an experience, right? Feels different. <laughs> that intro always hypes me up, man. You yeah, that's the goal, now. dude. It you know, I've watched that, I don't know, however many times now. Uh and yeah, it it, it I love it. You guys are killing I love it. it, you know. So all right, dude. Well, you have a great word about um 2024 specifically. Um, and there's a lot of layers to it, but one of the the, the meat of it is um a showdown. And also the power of using your voice. So why don't you set that up? Because re I'm really, really eager. I'm eager to hear this, this word. Yes. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm excited to share about this. Um, I think, you know, as we've come into a new year, as every good Christian should be doing, I think, is asking God, what, yes. what are you saying, you know, and what does this year look like? And what is our involvement and our responsibility? And um, uh, really simply, I, I was just, I think this was January 2nd. We had just come from an awesome New Year's Eve celebration with Sean Foyt and uh, the Lettuce Worship team out there in Phoenix. And um, I just come home and I just super randomly just sat down at my piano in my living room and I just started playing these melodies. Just 
felt like these melodies on the piano were just coming out of me. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me in this moment. And I felt like he said, this year, I'm going to establish a sound in my people uh, that's going to destroy the earthly sound, like the, the chatter and the chaos and the nonsense that's happening on the earthly realm. I'm going to release a sound through my church and my people that's going to uh, overtake the, the kingdom of darkness um, and that spirit of offense, that divisive spirit, the political spirit um, that would try to just pit us against one another. Right. I'm going to raise up a sound that's far more beautiful and superior wow. to that earthly sound. Love it. And I just kept like just ministering to the Lord, just playing melodies and stuff. And, um, Sure enough, like a few hours later, I get online and I see Sean Foyt, who I was just with like a day or two prior, posted this thing on his Instagram. He's like, this is the year of the Levites, right? Sing mm-hmm. your song, minister to the Lord. There's a sound that God's releasing in his people. And I was just like mind blown. And uh, I had not talked to Sean or anything about that. Dude. And um, so I felt like, yeah, I felt like from the start, this was something God was saying. And I've just been diving into the scriptures and... um asking God more, what does this look like? What is, you know, for our team and for the church, like, how do we step in? How do we release this sound? And one of the things I'm just finding in prayer and as I'm reading these different scriptures is there's a responsibility for us as believers to do our part and literally just open our mouths. Right. And I've just been encouraging people like that. For some of us, maybe that looks like, you know, uh, singing, uh, producing a full length album professionally, but others of us, we just need to open our mouth and sing in the shower, sing in the streets, you know, uh, share the gospel in the marketplace, wherever the Lord takes us. And um, I'm learning that there's a very powerful, um, there's power unlocked in the spirit when a believer opens his or her mouth and Mm -hmm. starts to declare the truth of Mm -hmm. what God is, is giving and speaking to them. Um, And so, that's kind of the first part. The other part is, um, you know, I really feel on a prophetic level that this year there's, there's a lot at stake. Um, dude, you can feel it. Yeah. You can feel it. I mean, and I think it's just wise to like learn from the past seasons. Right. You know, I think so many of us were blindsided going into 2020 and the chaos of that year plays out. And, um, you know, in a lot of ways, it was good because we were forced to activate and forced to really take a stand on what we really believe in, you know. And so I think that's that's one part of it is like learning from from the past and understanding kind of what's at stake here on a political level, on a governmental level. Um, but on a spiritual level to me, you know, this is this is this is my point with it is it's so much less about, you know, left versus right and Republican versus Democrat to me, you know, I think when we zoom out and we take a bird's eye view of the political scene and what's happening in America, it really comes for me. It really comes down to good versus evil. Oh, a hundred percent, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and if it's, if that's the battle, yeah. then, you know, as of Christian, I actually do have a huge responsibility because I'm on team good you mm-hmm. know? and I want to destroy the kingdom of darkness. I want to destroy the evil doings that are happening right now in our nation. Um, and at that level, it's, you know, it's past the conversation of like, Oh man, you're just getting involved with politics and you're a Christian. So you shouldn't do that. It's like, wait a second. Like let's zoom out beyond that. And let's look like our government is literally legalizing um, the shedding of innocent blood, for one, and in, in, uh, well, we, we rejoice that Roe v. Wade was overturned in summer of 2022. Yeah. Well, state levels. Now, I live in California. There's a real fight at hand, right? Oh, dude. Shedding of innocent blood. Um, you know, when our our government and our politicians are are passing these bills that make it illegal for parents to step in the way of their kids getting um, – gender surgeries uh-huh. and sex changes yeah. like that's a problem because it's blaspheming the image of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when these bills and these 
legislators, these le legislations are starting to be passed. It's like, okay, I have a responsibility as a Christian um, to get in the fight and engage. And it's not this thing of like, don't just engage in politics. Like, we're so far past that. Like, it's so <laughs> in our face and yeah. so extreme that it's like, where is the moral outcry? Right. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, I could get into more of that, but those are kind of the two um, things that I heard from the Lord. Like, it's a, it's a time for the believers in the church to release their sound um, because it is like a showdown. It's good versus evil. Things are in, intensifying. And um, this, this is our moment to rise up because we don't know how long we have. Well, and what's interesting, dude, is when I read your word, I was thinking back to because I've been I've been kind of I've been definitely holding on to Jesse Green's. Did you have you read her seven waves prophecy or heard it? Heard her talk I'm about it? I'm a little bit familiar. Yeah, yeah. So um it's actually detailed in her book Saturate. Um, so guys go to I mean, if you're curious about this. I mean, she she doc documents it really well and talks about talks of it in length. So go to any of her episodes. Uh, that we've had from last year and you'll have a link to it um but uh the third so i'm finding the table of contents okay so the first wave was the wheat and the tares and the remnant she said this really started in 2020 and i mean like anybody who was following this you know following the i guess the flow of things during that year that was definitely one of those things that was really identified as the people who are truly for god not the people who say it with their mouth but the people who show up by their actions, not just their mouth. Um, and there was really a separation of like the people who are truly hungry to follow God and those who are Christian in name only or only Christian when it's convenient. And then the second wave is the resurrection of the unborn. And that was around the time it was crazy because she was like, we're in a really unique time. Um. And then right around wow. that time, she said, we're really going to go, go, we're going to see this second wave hit the resurrection wow. of the unborn. And then, you know, she'd been saying this on our show and everything. And then yeah. Roe v. Wade got overturned and we were like, Oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> and so, and so I think wow. now we're kind of going to see, uh, the third wave, which is the prophetic showdown. And so that's what I thought wow. of with you is I was like, dude, I was like showdown, you wow. know? Um, and yeah. so uh super That's cool third yeah. wave that she mentioned yeah the third wave and then the fourth wow. wave which actually honestly dude as i was reading this i was like mm, like it kind of feels like these are going to hit close together the yeah. prophetic showdown the fourth wave is national repentance wow and we're already seeing this this uh and it always starts in the body of christ but seeing this i've been talking to a lot of people right now and they're like dude i just feel like it's like a go back to the basics like keep your walk with the lord simple and have your heart bare before him and allow him into the the deepest depths of your heart to do the work now, not yeah. later when you're trying to stumble over. God is purposing his bride to be there for the world when some of this crazy stuff happens. Yeah. So what do we need to do? Joel, what do you need to do? What do I need to do? What do other people need to do to get ourselves in that place of being? Yeah. And it's just like, just stay engaged with the Lord. But that's yeah. what I thought of is this 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 prophetic showdown, the showdown with good versus evil, the prophets of Baal and yeah. the prophets of the Lord, you know, kind of a thing. That's it. That's the story I think of, you know. And I think it's it's something that's been building over years and years. And um, you know, it, it's interesting to me because I never was super into politics. Right. Same. You know. And just never was until things started to just get in my face. And it's like, wait a second. I don't, I don't, I'm not cool with that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, now it's been a journey the last four five, six years of like kind of diving into a little bit more and learning more behind the scenes, what's going on. And um, it, it does feel like kind of this Elijah <laughs> and then prophets of Baal right. kind of moment that's about to climax here. You know, everything with president Trump, you know, it's like they're trying so hard to get him removed from even the, the, uh, the ballot, the ballot, like California, I think it most recently was like, yeah, we're going to do that too. Cause I think it started yeah. in Colorado or something. Yeah. Starting in Colorado. I saw Michigan was getting on board. You know, and it's like they're so scared to even mm. have him running 
because they know what's going to happen. I know. And so, but it is, you know, Trump is just the, the one, the, the, the pawn. Like he's, he's the one that's going to tear this thing that I believe God could use to tear this thing down. It's not, well, he's one variable. He's one variable in a much larger equation. And so I think when people say things like what you just said, and I would agree with you about Trump, um, I don't always like everything he says. I'm not always yeah. like, yeah, like I've been very vocal about that on the show too. I'm like, yeah, buddy, start over. All right. You know, like when he's like, yep. starts to say something I'm like, oh, okay, let's rewind this. Um, yep. But, but it's, I do believe that God has purpose to use him. And yeah, he uses unper- imperfect vessels. And we see that all over the Bible. All right. So, and yep. hello, he's using you and me, Joel, and we're not perfect, you know? So, um, I think, you know, people look at this and and that's going to be a big talking point throughout this year is la- being labeled a Christian nationalist because you just said what you said and what I said, what I said, um, when that's not, people are going to hear what they're going to hear, you know? And I think yeah. that, um, but yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. Yeah. And I think, you know, the first thing that I would say to that is back to this good and good versus evil thing. I mean, if we really take a second and learn what these leftist politicians believe in and what they're trying to make normal across our our nation. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a second that that this first of all goes against the Bible. You know, this goes against the image of God. This goes against pretty much the foundation of, of what Christians, um, believed in for thousands of years you know the shedding of innocent blood right um being able to um change your gender and have surgeries to operate on you know at such a young age too and now they're trying to do it to where kids don't even have to ask their parents about it they can do it at such a young age where they can just bypass parental consent and just go to these facilities and have a sex change yeah um you know, it just got, goes against common sense. It goes against. So when it gets to that point, you know, uh, again, the, the whole part about forcing vaccinations and you could get into all these different right. areas. Um, You know, at some point it implodes and it's like there's good versus evil. And, you know, I, I don't I'm the same way. I, I don't want to be one that's just pitting a, a party against the other for the sake of arguments. I want to understand what our biblical values are right and i want to be able to stand on those and right now it feels like that's you know slipping very fast yeah and, um, so yeah that's yeah my- when i um just in regards to this whole good versus evil thing i think people got to see that real time because w- w- with us on elijah fire because we got booted off of youtube last week like they just booted our channel for no reason and Unreal. um you know and that's uh typically it's a three strikes and you're out thing on youtube and yeah. we've never gotten a strike uh they just didn't want us there anymore so they removed us and um i think not that man. right it's 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 crazy right and i was i was upset and and all those things but very quickly i was like okay i have a platform that god has blessed me with for now and what would I say to people in an instance like this? I said, well, the last thing I want is for people to bandwagon, be upset on our behalf, take matters into their own hands. And I was just like, man, there's going to be another time. You know, like I, I, I kept getting this, I kept getting the image of, uh, you know, people know I like Star Wars and, and in Star Wars in the Return of the Jedi, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo's about ready to get frozen in carbonite. And, um, Chewie starts thrashing because like they, they, they restrain Han and they're about ready to put him under and um, Chewie starts thrashing. He's like throwing stormtroopers and stuff. And Hansel's like, wait, he's like, Chewie, he's like, there'll be another time, you know? And, and to me, it was oh. very much that where I was just like, dude, it's like, we win in the, yeah. we know yeah. how this story ends. And also Paul is very specific with us that we war not against flesh and blood. Yeah. And I'm challenged on that on, on the regular. Uh, It's easy. It's easy to get upset at Gavin Newsom and put him in place of Satan. It's easy to get mad at legislators and put them in the place of Satan demons. It's easy to get mad at YouTube because they, 
they removed us from their platform unjustly. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. But ultimately, they are not my enemy. And scripture is very clear about that. And what does Jesus tell me in Luke? He says, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. And I was like, okay, this is our opportunity to keep our priorities straight and to keep the right enemy in our crosshairs. Because Satan would love nothing more than for me to get distracted by YouTube, distracted by Gavin Newsom. Super easy. Super. I'm just being real, dude. Super easy to fall into that trap. You know, like guilty. I'm totally guilty. I live in Oregon. Oregon's not that much better than California in terms of legislation. You know, very easy to get to take my governor and put her in the place of Satan. You know, and we we do that even on a subconscious level. So I think that's something I've been really feeling strongly too, just in, I guess, kind of, kind of to partner, um, partner alongside, you know, your word about this showdown between good and evil, who's good, who's evil, who is this really about? It's about God versus the devil, which isn't even a fair fight. I mean, when you think about it, it's not a fair fight, but up for Satan. (laughs) So, yeah. No, that's such a good point. And, you know, I think I use that word, the showdown, because I feel like, you know, it's not much of a showdown unless we are, we are activated, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, it's a showdown because kind of both sides are there vulnerable and one is going to come out victorious, right? But they're both present and they're both engaged. And so, you know, we know the enemy's been trying to do all this wild stuff. It's nothing new under the sun. You know, these even these evil laws that these politicians have, are trying to put in place, they've been in work in the works for decades, you know, behind the scenes. So it's it's nothing really new. Um, we know the enemy's going to do what he wants to do. And I'm not really worried about that. What I'm worried about is how does the church going to seize their moment? Right. Like how are believers going to be aware of the times and seasons that we're living in and not just bat an eye for another year, for another, you know, um, term. But they're going to say, you know what? No, that's enough. Like this nation belongs to God. We were founded on biblical rights. We were founded on biblical values. And um, people have freedom of religion to express their freedom of faith. Right. At some point, it's like enough is enough, and uh, we we become who we were meant to be, and we rise up in a moment of crisis, and we say, you know what? There's a better narrative. There's a better destiny and a story that God has for America, for Oregon, <laughs> for California, right. for these states, right? Like there's a better narrative, and there's a better story. So that's really my, my concern right now on January 18th of this year mm-hmm. is – how is the church going to respond if we've come through such an interesting season? I think we've, we should have learned a lot. Yes. Um, and (laughs) and what is our, our position, right? And I think it's one of those moments where we have to position ourselves. There's, there's a couple stories that I've just been dwelling on. One of them is, um, one of my favorite stories ever really is from second Chronicles 20. And it's the story of King Jehoshaphat. And how the worshipers, maybe you guys know that story about the worshipers go at the front of the army. You mm-hmm. know, they start to worship. God sends, uh, sets ambushes against the enemies. They destroy one another until they're, you know, all defeated. And there's great victory in the land. But the thing I love about that story is they're in a moment of crisis. And and the, the word of the Lord is that this battle will not be yours but it belongs to the lord right that's mm-hmm. kind of like the famous line mm-hmm. this this battle belongs to the lord however when it was time to go out and witness the victory of the lord they took up their positions right and they left their living rooms they left the comfort of their homes and they went out onto the battlefield still facing no. their enemy and they took up their positions and that's the moment they began to sing and to praise and of course the rest of the story god sets ambushes so my my point is like there is a responsibility for the church mm-hmm. all throughout the bible what i see from god is this partnership with 
mankind to advance his kingdom, right? It's like, mm-hmm. there, there, yes, there are moments where God in his sovereignty just takes care of business. But honestly, what I see throughout the whole Bible is he even waits to do that until there is partnership with his people. There's covenant and there's an interaction and there's mm-hmm. this team di- teamwork. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like we are right now. Like, God, what are you saying? What is my role? I, I can't just stay back and watch what's happening anymore. I've got to be right nailing it on the head with the thing that God's given me to do. And um, I, I feel like that's where we are. So I can get into more of that if you want me yeah. to. But I think yeah. on a broad sense, you know, there is a very awesome opportunity for the church right now to rise up, to open their mouths, speak truth release their song, get out into the public spaces, preach the gospel, right? Tell a better story. Tell We need good news in America, man. We yeah, need come on. good news on the streets of yeah, California. Dude. We need good news on the streets of America. And we have that, you know, we, we have that hope. Yeah, absolutely. And that was something that really struck me about your word as I was listening to you explain it. Because when I saw the the mouth, I was like, oh, he means like, gut speak truth like and yeah there is that but it there's a lot more to it it's more nuanced than that it's not just go out and like speak a different thing than what the media is saying or what your government is saying yeah uh it's different than that there's more to it than that and i even when i was reading it before in the notes i had a very narrow view of like what this meant so when i was listening i'm like oh he means like just open your mouth, like sing God's <laughs> praises, like speak a better word. And I think that's, yes. that's, uh, that's a, a legit. I, I think really there's, like. there's a, there's a part, like even just the simple act of opening up your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it signifies something deeper than just, you know, opening your mouth. I think there is this partnership that God's looking for. And, um, even I was just reading the story of um, Moses and they're about to cross the Red Sea. And uh, like God gives this specific instruction to Moses where he's like, uh, first of all, you know, they're freaking out because they're all scared. The Egyptians are coming. He's like, go here. Let me, let me pull it up if that's all right. He's like, go. And then, uh, lift your hand, stretch your arm over the sea and tell it and divide the waters. Right. And he's like empowering Moses to do what God could do on his own, just fine. But there's like this interaction and this responsibility still that Moses has, even though he works and he serves a, a sovereign God, there's this engagement right there's this activation happening in moses Mm -hmm. where god's empowering him and and trying to get him to understand his power right because Mm -hmm. he serves a a a sovereign most high god but there's this peace that on the heart of god that i see this all throughout scripture all throughout history he's trying to get his his people men and women to understand the power that they have and so I, i think that's where we are right now you know do we understand the power that we hold as servants of, of King Jesus? Hmm. You know, I think in, in our action, in the opening of our mouth and speaking hmm. truth and singing our song, like yeah. in the spiritual realm, things actually shift. I always yeah. tell when I'm like teaching about worship, like if we could only see in the spiritual realm, how demons are fleeing and angels are ascending and descending and, You know, there's this angelic Mm -hmm. swirl of activity when a believer who truthfully believes what they're saying or singing opens their mouth and begins to release that into the atmosphere. Man, Mm -hmm. if we could only see what is happening, you know, you'd be singing a whole lot more. You'd be probably preaching a whole lot more. You'd be Mm -hmm. praying in tongues a whole lot more, Mm -hmm. you know, because in the spiritual realm, which we are spiritual beings, first of all, right, we belong to a different kingdom. Mm-hmm. A spiritual kingdom. If we could only see, man, what's happening. And I think that's what's at stake this year. I think we have an awesome, fun opportunity as the church. So, man, let's release that sound. Let's take over the airways. You know, I think the natural earthly realm is is so impacted by the spiritual, right? It's a spiritual battle we're in, mm-hmm. like you just said. And so, yeah, that's my encouragement to yeah. believers. Like, 
yes, it's opening your mouth, but it's like, it's this spiritual engagement, like from the depths of our being, we're saying, well, God, we want to partner with you for your plans mm. to be unfolded on the earth. Yeah. Well, and something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is, is that of like, dude, if I could only see greater within the realm of the spirit in the second heaven where angels and demons are warring. And I always, I always then think of that story with Elisha and second Kings where he's like, his servants there and and he's like hey don't worry about it he's like god's going to help us out and he he looks his servant looks out and he's like dude i like i don't see like we're doomed and then yeah. he's like lord open his eyes that he may see and then he looks wow. up and like the the hills are filled with like chariots of fire and I'm like whoa bro you know so <laughs> i just i long to see that in greater like greater depth and i've been yeah. feeling this just like god's been speaking to me a lot about uh, like warfare and things like that the past, I would say like the past month. And, um, yeah. and so, uh, so much so that a lot of my Christmas gifts were centered around things of warfare. Like I got this, uh, you know, what a trebuchet is, uh. it's like, uh, you've probably seen them in like medieval movies, but they're like this. It's like a, it's like a cat catapult on steroids. It uses a counterweight and it has this long arm and it actually launches stuff like super far. Wow. Well, I got a model of one that actually fires. So you load it up with the counterweight with coins and stuff. And like, I'm like launching like corks across the room and stuff. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and so, um, yeah. So like a lot of like my mindset of where I've been at has been around that of just like strategy, military strategy, battle strategy and tactics and, uh, instruments of warfare and things like that. And, uh, cause that's where my mind has been. So much so yeah. that I was, I, I've told people this before, but you know, my, my wife and I and our family, we play a lot of nerdy board games. Um, and so there's this one that came out, it was developed by a Christian called Deliverance. And it's about angels and demons. So you play as angels and you fight demons and stuff. And so, wow. but yeah, my mind has definitely been there of yeah. just like warfare, angels, demons, just like, dude, that's, Maybe that's why it was so easy. God had done the groundwork. So it was so easy for me when, when the whole thing with YouTube happened where I was like, yeah, they're not our enemy. YouTube's not yeah. my enemy, you know? Um, so anyways, it's, it's just God, God's, God's going to lay waste to the enemies, dude. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the posture that we have to take. Like you're touching on. I know it's easier said than done, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, and you said this a second ago, like it's not even. This is like not some kind of competition we're engaging with, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> this is not some game, you know, show that we're, you know, entering into with the enemy. No, it's not that at all. It's, it's like, he's already been defeated. Um, however, like the church does need to rise up. Oh, you dude. Know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah we there's, do, you can't sit on the fence. Like yeah, 2024, exactly. 2020 maybe you could say there was a grace to sit on the fence. I don't know if I would use that word per se, but I don't know another word to describe it, but 2024, there's no fence sitting. Like you're going to have to make a decision who, who you're serving, you know? Yeah, that's it. And that's what I love about the, the story with Elijah and the, the prophets of Baal is, mm -hmm. you know, it was not some kind of competitions. Like we just needed to be reminded. Oh yeah. That's who God is. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, and I pray and I hope that's what I'm believing for this year that, you know, as we rise up, as the Elijah generation rises up and starts to take their authority and speak truth. And, you know, they have that fiery edge to them. Mm -hmm. You know, they walk with that authority um, that we're going to see the kingdom of darkness just crumble. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful story of, of God showing up and the false gods not showing up, you know, mm -hmm. and at the end of the yeah. day, we know who holds all the power. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that's what I'm believing for. I think that's why I love revival, you know, because mm -hmm. it is like revival to me is just a cool word for God's presence showing up, mm -hmm. you know, his mm -hmm. presence coming and, and taking over people's hearts and mm -hmm. reminding people of who's really in control. You know, yeah. I think revival is a really simple term and there's no need to, you know, make it something it's not, it's just God coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. It's like Lou Engel says, it's, it's Jesus seen, heard and felt. 
Yeah, that's good. You know, just on a on a greater magnitude, and um, that's what I'm holding out for this year, Jeff. Is like mm-hmm. we need revival, man. Yeah, we come need, on. We need an invasion of God's spirit. Yeah. Um, but there's a responsibility for the church, right? God's sovereign, and He's going to do what He wants to. But there is yeah. actually a participation that yeah. He's looking for before He can release uh, His spirit in a full in, in, a, in a, a big way. Yeah. There is a, a yeah. participation required for the church. And so that's my call to the church in 2024, the church of Jesus Christ across America, across the nations is, man, let's seize the moment that we're in because mm-hmm. uh, what's at stake is is really intense. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if Joe Biden or whoever they're going to push in this election wins another term, it means more shedding of innocent blood. It means more gender confusion. It means, you know, and the effects of that are depression and heaviness and the suicide rates go, you know, like the stats on when women have abortion, mm-hmm. how they're suicidal after the fact, how yeah. they're depressed, how yeah. they actually carry a lot of shame. You know, the list goes on and on. Yeah. We need, and you know, that's, that's why we're engaging in this fight. Like God, save America. And, and of course America affects so many of the other nations. So mm-hmm. we need revival. Yeah. Someone said, I think it was, um, we have, a um, we had a Irish, Irish prophet, Craig Cooney on earlier this week. And he said, I think he was the one that said when America sneezes, the world catches a cold, you know? And I was like, yeah, that's you know, another that's way good. of saying it, but, um, yeah. uh, it's true. Yeah. I was going to say, I, it'll come back to me what I was going to say, but something that I actually wanted to just hear your thoughts on, um, you know, cause you're in California, your co-founder of California will be saved. You guys are on the front lines of many different things, worshiping on Hollywood Boulevard, all of that stuff. Um, but actually speaking of Craig Cooney, he released a word for 2024 and we didn't get to his like national words. He had a couple of things, but one was actually for California. Mm. And I think if someone's perspective was negatively inclined, they would look at this in a negative way, but I actually didn't. And it says, watch California, what goes into her and what comes out of her. It will be Mm -hmm. a sign and a symbol of where the nation is going. And I think that California has been in the news for the better part of, you know, especially the last four years. um, Absolutely. Just with how they handled COVID and vaccine. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, open border issues and things like that. And so it's easy to look into the physical, but when I read that, I was like, what goes into her and what comes out of her prayer, praise, worship, speaking what you're talking about, speaking a better word. And I think that, you know, this, I look at what happened in the last four years and I go, don't, you know, you were talking about, you know, whoever they're going to push Biden, whoever it is. And we don't want to endure another four, four years of this and it'll probably be yeah. worse, but um, I guess I'm just saying like, as a call to other Californians that might feel hopeless or call to other West coasters that might feel hopeless or Americans yeah. period. Don't let the 2024 election happen. And whatever comes of that, good or bad, to be the catalyst for you to go and do something, let it be now, like yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, you guys are going to be hearing us talk about this a lot this year. It's just going to keep coming up because this is on God's mind. This is what he's calling his body to do is to be mobile, to be active yeah. um, and to not atrophy. And yeah. so do it now. Like whatever it is that God has you has on your heart to do, do it right now. Don't wait. Don't wait until other people do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. I think, and that looks like so many different things. Right. And I think I would want to encourage everyone, like, you know, hone in on exactly what your role is in this whole mm-hmm. art, this whole battle. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, whether that's, you know, going to school board meetings and actually learning what they're teaching kids in public schools you know i mean some of the things they're trying to teach these kids now is horrendous um and pornographic images are being you know 
shown to young kids and help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. You know, this weird sexual spirit, you know, trying mm-hmm. to influence a younger generation, like learning about what they're actually teaching. Maybe it looks like um, you know, something like what we're doing and just going into public spaces of the streets of California and just preaching the gospel because people are looking for hope and they're looking for answers, right? And there's chaos in people's minds and preaching the truth, preaching the gospel and inviting people to come and know Jesus for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it looks like releasing a sound of worship and because people need hope. And when they hear the sound of praise, they're filled with hope and they're filled with joy and expectation. Um, you know, maybe it looks like just speaking with your coworkers. Maybe it looks like starting a discipleship group, you know, like it could be so many things, um, but hone in on exactly what God's saying. Cause what you just said, Jeff is, is right on. Like we are, there is this prophetic mantle. I think that the church has to uh, take on. And it's not a reactive lifestyle. It's uh, proactive and it's yeah. anticipating what offensive. Yeah. Offensive. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. And then you also have something in here um, that was really good is about being faithful. You said the year of answered promises, just stay the course. Talk about that. I think for, I think I speak for a lot of people that, you know, there's been these promises that we've been carrying and, even prophetic visions and dreams and words from the Lord, these promises, right? Um, I know for me, I'm so, uh, you know, I just took a little bit of time end of 2023 to reflect on what God did over that whole year. Um, and I'm just wrecked and I'm emotional because years ago, five years ago, God spoke to me about a revival taking place on the West coast and mm-hmm. I need to be there a part of it, you know, and, um, I'm starting to see kind of God literally before my eyes start to answer these promises that he spoke years ago. And, um, you know, I just had a moment reflecting on the year of, of man, God is so faithful. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to do what he said he's, he will do. And, um, you know, I feel so uh, just blessed to be able to witness some of the things I witnessed last year of uh, salvation breaking out in the streets and baptisms and people gathering in public spaces to worship Jesus and deliverance is happening and um, believers are getting activated. You know, we, we did seven major events across California last year and thousands gathered across our state that's supposed to be so hard and dark and known for you know evil um and i just had the moment reflecting like god is he's gonna do it you know and that doesn't mean it's easy that doesn't mean like my last five years have been perfect and just butterflies and rainbows like i went through so much disappointment Mm -hmm. and discouragement and you know not to say that's even over for me now i know you know how things go but um then my point is like God is faithful and he's going to do it. And I, and I just have this swell of expectation for this year that he's going to show up in a big way. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to sound cliche and every, you know, one of their mom at the beginning of the year is like, it's going to be a good year. You're like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I say that every January, you know what I mean? But I, yeah, no, my I, spirit, I, I have, which I'm not against that anyway, we should be hopeful. We should be mm-hmm. positive people. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but but seriously, I have this swell of expectation, like, man, something big could go down this year. And yeah, all something big will is, go down this year. Yeah. And I just want to be present. You know, yeah. I just want to be available. I want to I want to hear God's voice every single day of where to go. I want to just be locked in with his spirit. Um, and I want to be faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be diligent. And I think that's one of the things God is is teaching me over the last year or two is like Joel, just be faithful, man. You know, yeah. like you don't have to save the world in a day. Um, you just take each day one at a time and you mm-hmm. just serve God and you you live with a thankful heart and you hold those promises that he's spoken. You bring them to remembrance, right? Mm-hmm. And you just remind God, like, this is what you spoke and I'm going to mm-hmm. serve that vision today. And mm-hmm. I think I've 
done, you know, I, I'm trying to do my best with that. I've, I've found some kind of rhythm with that in my life and, you know, keeping the main thing, the main thing, what God's spoken over my life. Yeah. And, um, that's my encouragement to everyone, you know, God, God's going to do it. And I think mm-hmm. this year is actually really strategic in the grand scheme of the future of the nations. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel that. And I think that like, I feel the same of, of, uh, like a swell of expectation and, and hope and excitement. Yeah. It's kind of like going like, Hey, I can see the, I can see the, how this ends, you know, almost, or you get this yeah. feeling uh, of how this ends. Some people can actually see it, but, um, but knowing full well that it's going to require my participation, it's re- going to, it's going to require all of our participation yep. in this. Yeah. Um, because if the last several years have taught anything to to us, it's it's that the church needs to be more active. It needs to be more mobile. You know, and obviously there's people like you guys that have been out doing stuff, uh, really leading the charge in many ways in um, in that area. Uh, but it's going to require everybody, you know, yeah. and and that's why I'm just like, dude, like there is no fence sitting with this. Like we're done. Like we're done with fence sitting yeah. and. And not to be mean to other Christians who you do see sitting on the fence, they will get to a point where it will, it will find them too. whatever is coming our way. We'll find them too. Like everybody's going to have to make a decision. The people who've been naysayers that have been trying to, you know, and I've been very vocal even with myself, you know, because there is this whole thing, even with like going back to the YouTube thing of that there, that it's a conspiracy theory or it's a farce that there's a, a bias against Christians, conservatives, but especially Christians on platforms like YouTube. And it is very much true. And people got to see it play out, you know? And so I think, you know, it's those types of things where it's like, guys, it's going to come for everybody. Everyone is going to have to have to make a decision. I'm not trying to be scary or anything, but it's actually a good thing. And what's produced in it is like an active church that truly is the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. Um, And, and I'm, I know that that's even even when we get prompted into that motion collectively, it's going to still be a refinement process. I'm not expecting perfection. Neither is God. What he's asking for is our gaze to be fixed on him yeah, as we as we walk this out. You know, that's it, dude. So that's the key is, you know, it's like, how do we do it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and jesus (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love going back to the the story of king jehoshaphat in second chronicles Uh you know the story i think i love that story because it's so relatable right like jehoshaphat's the king of of judah at the time and enemies are are surrounding and they're about to attack and just over completely overthrow them and jehoshaphat's of course freaking out and they have a tiny little army and he's like god what the heck are we going to do? Um, and he starts to remind God of the promises, yeah. even going back to father Abraham, like you, you promised this land to us. Like you said these things that we would inherit this land, that there would be peace, that your blessing would be on your people. Right. And he begins to remind out loud with his mouth. He begins to in front of the whole nation, he begins to remind God of what he's promised. And, um, it gets to the end of his speech, right, if you will, and he says, "We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you." Hmm. And I, you know, I just cry every time I read that line mm. because I'm like, "That—that's me," you know. Yeah, <laughs> that is me. I have no idea what to do, Lord. Like the things we're up against, the principalities yeah. and the powers that we want to see torn down. It's like, how is little old Joel going to do it? You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you because we know, God, you can do something. Yeah. We know you can break in. And you're looking for people fully surrendered. And and what you just said, Jeff, like looking to you. I think, you know, I think in the spirit, Jehoshaphat just unlocked all of heaven in that moment when he said that. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. And it was like God's heart, you know, erupts over Jehoshaphat and his kingdom. and of course, the rest of the story plays out and and they see great victory in the land. But I think that that's the key is God's looking for people. You know, we don't have to have it all figured out. Our eyes are on you. And God's like, 
that's all I wanted in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't have to be so awesome. You didn't have to be so great. I just needed you to be interacting with me. You know, have a relationship with me. I want to yeah. accomplish great things through you, but keep your eyes on me, right? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna do this together. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna save America, and it's gonna be my involvement and your involvement. It's this divine romance and this interaction and this this you know intertwining of of God and man. It's mm-hmm. like the whole story of the Bible, right? And yeah. I think that's our call this year. Is like our, we're not always gonna know what to do. Um, but we stay surrendered. We look to Jesus like great things are going to happen. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, I've shared this a couple of times now, but uh, at the end of the year, God always gives me kind of marching orders often for myself, but this time it was for the body uh, at the end of the year, like right. Cause my birthday is new year's Eve. So it's the last day of the year. So usually God like hits me like birthday present, you know, yeah. Revelation, whatever. Um, (laughs) But uh, it's Psalm 64 was one of them. Psalm, Psalm 64 and Isaiah 64 mm. meant to be read when he showed it to me, meant to be read one after the other First Psalm 64, then Isaiah 64, which sounds almost like a continuation of Psalm 64, which is really cool. Uh, wow. but, but, um, it says, um, okay. So yeah, it says, um, David is talking about people working against him. It says they shoot from ambush at the innocent they shoot suddenly without fear they encourage each other in evil plans talk about hiding their snares they say who will see it they plot injustice and say we've devised a perfect plan surely the human mind and heart are cunning but god will shoot them with his arrows and they will suddenly be struck down he will turn their own tongues against them and bring them to ruin all who see them will shake their heads in scorn all people will fear. They will proclaim the works of God and ponder what he has done, you know? And it's just wow. like, boom, dude, yeah. boom, <laughs> you know? So Joel, why don't you, why don't you, um, we'll talk about your event uh, after you're done praying, but why don't you just uh, pray for us, dude? Like yeah. re- release this. Oh yeah. Let me pray. I think the last scripture, like what, well, going to this prayer is I was dwelling on Psalm uh, 73 and the author is explaining, you know, kind of similar to 64 where, you know, he's explaining, he's having this kind of panic moment of like, I've given everything to you, Lord, but it looks like the the wicked are having more fun and they're more wealthy and like Mm -hmm. they have things together better (laughs) and he's like starting to question like his commitment and um you know chaos is like inner turmoil and he's wrestling with and uh it gets to this one uh, like halfway through the passage and it says until i went into the sanctuary of the lord Hmm. then i saw that the wicked's days were numbered and that all of god's judgment was for them right (laughs) Until he went into the sanctuary, until he got into God's presence, like that's when he got the proper perspective on wow. life at, at a whole, right? And it's like the mic drop moment in that story of like, until I entered into mm-hmm. the sanctuary, until yeah. like I got into that place where there was peace and I started to abide with God's presence, until I got there, it was like inner chaos. And turmoil, right? I'm confused and I'm mm-hmm. like even questioning my commitment. I'm, I'm like questioning how I've given my life to this thing. And the wicked look like they're having a bunch of fun, right? Like mm-hmm. he's so real and honest in this passage. But until we get into God's presence, right? There's this this perspective that is restored. Um, and so, yeah, I want to pray into that. Like God, I just yeah. ask God for these the people that you would illuminate our hearts that you would holy spirit even right now just surround our minds and our hearts and our bodies right now until we get into your presence it's all chaos and it doesn't make any sense or i just ask for encounters all across uh the the air airways today lord that you would release divine encounters your voice would be heard in these days lord i just pray for um divine perspective even like the author of psalm 73 
divine perspective, like take us higher, Jesus. We want to see this from your perspective. We want to we, we want to understand that we're seated in heavenly places. And so, God, at the same time, I pray for boldness and for um, just a uh, fire to be lit in each person. God, we're we're here. We're here. We are in 2024. So much at stake, Lord. I just pray for a spirit of activation, empowerment, of boldness that we would run into the open spaces, Lord. That we would run into the places that you, you're calling us, and we would meet it. We'd meet the need with truth. We'd meet it with love, and with uh, uh, your gospel, God, and Holy Spirit, I just thank you for each person. I thank you that you're uniting the army across America, across the nations, that there is a rumble happening in the church, that there is a, a unity and a coming together and a sound that you're going to release through us, God, as you unify us. I just pray for that unified sound of uh, audacious high praise. God, of the spirit of worship to be unlocked in your church, the sound that we were made to release on the earth, Lord, that you would unlock it right now in Jesus' name across your body. God, the sound of praise, a superior sound, higher than just the chatter yes, and the Lord. chaos, the nonsense that's happening on the earthly realm. Mm -hmm. You would unlock that in your church, Lord, that we would rise above um, the songs, the melodies of heaven, Lord, that would be released, God, all across um, our churches, across our beaches across our stadiums across the streets of our nation lord that you would release it in the marketplace in schools god that you would commission us you commission your people that there be a blessing and a favor on us as we go and we preach the good news lord you release that sound i just prophesy in jesus name the 2024 that there be a great crumbling of the kingdom of darkness in america lord i mm -hmm. prophesy that in jesus name mm -hmm that there'd be a, a shaking and a crumbling of all the enemy's schemes. The enemy would flee. God, that, that you would shake up the church. You would, you would wake us up, that we'd rise to the occasion. In Jesus' name, and I thank mm -hmm. you in advance for all that you're going to do this year. In Jesus' name, I pray. Mm. Amen. Amen, dude. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, hey, uh, tell people about your event that's coming up. Yes. We got a couple things. Uh, our team, California, will be saved. We're getting ready for our first event of 2024 and we're going to San Bernardino. Uh, we're about to announce this actually. So you guys are the, really the first Ooh. ones to, to hear this publicly. It's hot. Um, it's hot off the press. <laughs> February 24th. Uh, it's a Saturday at four o'clock. We're going to be in the heart of San Bernardino court street square. And we've never been to um, that part of it's called the inland empire. They call it right. Um, a lot of people live at in San Bernardino, Riverside, um, Redlands, Upland, these different uh, cities from there. It's our first time going to that region. And we know um, God has so much in store. There's a unity happening there with churches coming on board. Um, but we're going to worship, man. We're going to release the sound that I'm talking about. We know like it's time for Christians to release that sound, take over the airways. Um, and then March 15 and 16, We've got an awesome collaboration with Let Us Worship and with a uh, ministry, good friends of ours called United Revival, the three of our movements coming together. And we're hosting a two-day conference uh, full of impartation. Uh, we're inviting young leaders to come. It's in Seattle, Washington, March 15 and 16. Come get equipped. I mean, these are three of like biggest major revival movements in America the last few years, Sean Foyt and let us worship what he has pioneered. Mm -hmm. um, he has blessed him and, and Jay Koopman from their team have blessed us so much and what we're doing. And so we're really honored to come join with them as well as our friends, United Revival, who are seeing just crazy things break out across America. Come receive impartation. We're going to pray for America. We're going to go to war. We're going to go into intercession. Yeah. It's been an awesome time. So dude, come on now. So can people find more information about this at CaliforniaWillBeSaved.com or on your social medias? How, what's the best way? Yeah, I think social media is the best. You can go to um, my page or our ministry page, CA Will Be Saved on Instagram, Facebook. Um, and we'll have consistent, like, updated information on there. Awesome. So everybody, please, links in the description. Please go subscribe to all of the above, everything Joel Mott, everything California Will Be Saved. Uh, to stay up to date, especially if you are interested in going to one of those events in San Bernardino or 
Seattle or any of the future ones that yeah, pop be up. More after that too, yeah. Dude, you're you're just getting started, you oh, know. That's right. So yeah, it's gonna be epic. It's gonna be an epic year. So Joel, dude, thank you so much, man. This was really good. Oh, absolutely, Jeff. Thanks for yeah. having me on. It's always fun to just talk about God. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So everybody have a blessed Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. We've got Steve Swanson, who is a worship leader. Um, he's been at a lot of actually Elijah List events. Um, if you guys went to Israel, Jillian. Um, he was there really funny guy, just like awesome. He's great. So it's going to be a really great time. He's going to be talking about worship and probably making us laugh as well. So, um, it's going to be a great time. You guys, that's at 2 PM Pacific time, 5 PM Eastern time. We love you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Bye. This has been Elijah fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.